previously on whose dice are these anyway yeah well he he turns to look at me but it's really just a uh dust (laughs) (laughs) george shaped dust cloud as i'm running down the stairs (laughs) looks like a fucking giant alligator to me (laughs) nice finally found a safe behind a painting and (laughs) yeah and it's open it's not locked really Okay, I'll open it. Uh, inside you find a film canister. Uh, I'll, does it have a name on it? I'll look. It sure does. It says Through Smoke and Mirror. Bam. I'm snagging that. George, I think we should stick together until Monday, and we can get this film turned over. To- oh, hey there. Uh, just take a seat. I'm just filling these jars back up with sand. They keep... They keep emptying themselves out. It's kind of annoying. Uh, All right. Now, where were we in our story? Oh, yeah. Here we go. We open on Howard Bardos' personal study. He seems to be in the middle of a conversation with someone. He sets down this bizarre canopic jar that he's just received. Get the hell out of here. I've had enough of you, he says, storming out towards the door. The camera cuts towards the action, but we don't see who he's talking to. I don't want to see your face again, he says, slamming the door shut behind him. A loud boom reverberates and knocks the jar over. The crocodile head on the jar rolls off, and sand pours from the jar onto the floor. There, it begins to slowly materialize into the form of a crocodile. We hear Howard talking to George and Errol. I threw a bomb out of my party. This party's downstairs. You can go downstairs. As he finished saying this, the crocodile monster finishes coalescing into its shape. It no longer looks like sand, but looks pale green and sickly. As Howard opens the door, the crocodile turns its attention to him and makes its move. Howard screams. The crocodile launches at him, slamming its jaws around its head, and the blood splatters across the wall, and we can read Episode 10, Library Use. Welcome to Whose Dice Are These Anyway, an actual play podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. I'm Patrick. I'm Weston. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt. And this is Whose Dice Are These Anyway. Welcome back. We're just jumping right in. Saturday morning. Sun comes up. And you're both dead. No, uh, it's just a normal <laughs> Saturday morning. Sounds right. You guys had massive coronaries in the night uh, <laughs> due to your drinking, smoking, and pastrami habits. Mm-hmm. That sounds right, though. Uh, you guys will play the EMTs that come carry these bodies <laughs> out of this house. Uh, carry our 300-pound fat asses out mm-hmm. of there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... No, no, no. None of that happens. You guys just wake up. It's a Saturday morning. And actually, I don't know why I'm pretending like it's a normal adventuring day. We are going to do a little bit of bookkeeping. One thing you're going to do is we're going to roll luck. It's a new day. Okay. So roll your luck and try to fail. Try to fail. Try to get the universe to say you need more luck. You don't have enough. That's that's true. Oh, and I failed. There you go. Hey, you have a ton of luck. 
And I failed too. George failed also. Nice. Well so now you get to roll a D10. D10, I think. Yeah. Some nonsense. All right. Yeah, D10. Okay. I'm going to listen back to the next, like, to a previous episode. It's like, roll a D8. Uh, but whatever. It's oh, a 10 it, this is week. it a D8? I don't know. I can't remember and I can't find it quickly. So today it's a D10. It's Saturday's bonus luck D10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well I we, got three. And I got a six. Both are found Both on a D8. Eight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. So. That works. All right. So that's the the number we rolled is the actual amount we add to our luck. Correct. correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now make give yourself a new luck score. And today is also the day we're going to go through all those check marks that you guys have or dots next to skills. Ah, okay. And yeah. we're going to improve them. And it's going to be an end of the week thing. Which I get that right. Sunday's probably the end of the week, but I couldn't wait. I'm Friday's not the end of my week. There you go. That's how I'd like to live my life. Mm-hmm. It's more fun that way. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, you're going to basically do the same thing with every skill that you have a check for or a dot with. You're going to roll it. If you okay. fail, you're going to... Now I do need to look up what the actual... Uh, <laughs> skill improvement thing is <laughs> but you're gonna roll uh basically to improve that skill by that amount of uh points okay that makes sense that's pretty cool wait say that one more time you're I'm basically calling. doing this luck thing with all the skills that you have dots for you're gonna roll that skill if you fail it then you will get to add. You'll get to roll a dice just like you just did for for luck, and add that number to your score in that skill. Okay, increasing it to a new a new score. Errol, you want to go first? I'm gonna wait for him to tell us exactly what to roll because I'm. I'm just. Uh, um, I'm, I think I've got it. So like our dots, hesitation. right? Just our dots? Yeah, no, 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 that. But I'm saying, what dice do we roll to see how much we add to it and stuff like that? Oh. I don't know. Is it a D10? Is, is it a D6? Is it a... I mean, do we completely re-roll our score? I think Matt is going to tell us what to roll. I will, as soon as I look it up and verify it. It's a D10. Well, yeah, all yeah. right. So, sounds like that was the way to do it anyway, for luck. Cool. I will roll mine then. Uh, I have three. I'll start with history. I'm going to go in alphabetical order. I did not fail, so I assume I do not improve. Is that right? Correct. All right. So, take the dot off now, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll spot hidden. Did not fail. And stealth. Extreme success. <laughs> yeah, no. So, Damn. I am all out of skill dots. Sorry. All right, well, let me try mine. All right, so I'm going to roll persuade. And I failed. There you go. So well done. Give yourself 
D10. Got a five. And then my other one is spot hidden. And I succeeded on that one. Okay. But you're five points better at persuade. Excellent. That's a good one. And I needed, well, I mean, now I've got like extra points further up. All right. Those were my two. Great. Then you guys are all, you've improved as investigators. Your skills have, well, some of them haven't changed, but (laughs) you've had the opportunity to change them. That's right. Uh, And now it is Saturday morning. You wake up refreshed, feeling a little bit luckier. Uh, George feels a little more skilled. He's like, don't just call them my servants. They're people too. That would be more persuasive. He he says that to himself, and then in the mirror, get yeah. Up. yeah. And Alice looks back at you from the mirror and is like, "Yeah, that would help." And then she disappears. <laughs> nice. That um, would be the fucking wildest. Like, if that were a movie, that would jump scare me right out of the fucking theater. Like, <laughs> just the next different reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's Saturday. Do we want to go to the library today or tomorrow? (laughs) I know you guys aren't going to want to, but you guys also split up and do multiple things. Oh, definitely not. I don't don't think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I figured, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Um, Yeah. We didn't even want to stay apart from each other. Tonight, like, and we're not going to split up now. Um, sure. Yeah. I say we go ahead and go to the library this morning. Let's do it. Okay. You guys head on over to the library, and it's Saturday morning, so people are there, and it's just, it's quiet. It's a library, but it's busy. Sure. Especially back then, I bet. Oh, yeah. This is a major source of entertainment slash something to do during the day. Yeah, there are right. definitely people at the library. <laughs> um, I am going to go and try to... Uh, do they... I mean, I know they have, like, old newspapers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Periodicals and whatnot. But do they have, like town any sort of like town records or anything at the library Mm, roll a luck and let's see if the library has okay something like that uh hard Hard success success. 24 under 66 yeah we're gonna say yes they've this library has got uh copies of lots of documents relating to la county and city and okay. all sorts of weird stuff not I'm weird gonna, just kind of yeah niche i'm gonna see like can i go back and find any sort of address for um for the actor and i don't know maybe i can find it in a census form 
or uh, um, maybe he had like had a house built at one point or so, you know, some kind of town record that was a previous address for this guy, which at, who are you looking for? Um, let me look for his name real quick. I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for Henry Cavano. Robert Gardner oh. slash Roberto Rosario. Okay. Uh, give me a library use. Library use. All right. First time I've used this one. And I failed. I got a 60 <laughs> over 50. Yeah. I can use t- 10 points of my luck, I suppose, right? You could. To pass this. No, you know what? I'm going to see if uh, George turns anything up before I try this again. Okay. So you are spending a good chunk of time. Presumably, you tell George what you're up to, and absolutely, you go start looking through these records, and uh, I'll come back to you with what you find. What are you doing, George? I'm going to. I think I want to look up the, look up like lore behind the what's it called jars, canopic jars. Okay. Nice. Uh, Give me a library use. That is a success, 38 under 70. Excellent. So you start digging in to canopic jars, which takes you into uh, Egypt and just kind of, you know, ancient Egypt mythology and the practices associated with mummification Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you basically it's just a jar to keep vital organs in. You know that like there's a lot of kind of base level stuff. Uh, give me one second. We should probably research. Uh, Titty Mike Mike or whatever the. Titty temp- Mike Mike. Uh, the Aztec guy. Was. Hold on, I have it written down. And so do I. <laughs> I forgot. Tetzcatlipoca. Affectionately known as Titty Mike Mike. Right. Known by all the other Aztecs as Titty Mike Mike. What's crazy to me is like these jars. And specifically, these customs come from the Egyptian culture or civilization, whatever you want to call it. Whereas Titty Mike Mike and that whole bunch is from South American, like Aztec or Mayan. I can't remember. Was it Mayan or Aztec? Aztec. Aztec Aztec, uh, culture. But he's definitely the one... He was the crocodile that has a hoof or whatever, right? <laughs> the hoofed crocodile? I hoofing? mean, he's not a crocodile. Uh, Tetzcatlipoca is depicted as having a obsidian uh, mirror for a foot. 
But he's a man. Looks like a man. Yes. Okay. Uh, what? Okay, another interesting... This is what I was looking up. Another interesting tidbit is that it's... It doesn't ever... It's not like... And they would never put a crocodile head as one of the tops of a canopic jar. But in all the pictures and depictions that you read through as you're doing your research, you never find one that has that. So that that kind of is something strange. And then you get, as you keep reading, there's all this stuff about like Egyptian mythology and different gods and all this stuff, which you can continue to dig into if you want to give me another library use, or you can just move on. You don't have to uh, get into all that if you don't want to. That was, so not a alligator head specifically? Mm-hmm. You Again, it doesn't specifically say that it, it never is. You just don't ever see one in okay. your reading. But there are other ones that are like examples? Yeah, there's a lot of like Anubis head, which is like kind of like a dog jackal kind of thing. There's a lot of pharaoh human heads. There's a lot of raw like bird head ones you see as you're looking through this book. Gotcha. But no crocodile. And again, doesn't mean there isn't there's just none of this book which maybe strikes you as a little strange. Or maybe that tells you this isn't a canopic jar. It's, you know, but it it looks like it in every other regard. And do I, like, recognize any names of, like, the... Do they have, like, records of the last people who checked these out? Uh, you can look at them, but none of the names mean anything to you. Okay. And then... I think I will be done with that. And now I want to look at... I want to look at... Is there any, like... Um, I know that... Errol was looking into, like, city records, but, like, I want to see if there's any documentation of, like, is anyone keeping track of who's living in Hoovervilles around the city? I, or, I'll save you the role. You would know. No, nobody is. Okay. Then I'd probably reconvene with Errol before researching anything else on. Okay. Okay. As you get back to Errol, Errol, you've been going through these records. You can't find... You find some Robert Gardner's, but you quickly realize that they're matching up with those Robert Gardner's that the rich guys, the rich guys. They're he's there. Him. He's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there, it's not who you're looking for. And you don't find uh, any Roberto Rosario anywhere. Okay. I'd tell George exactly what I found, which was not a damn. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned to him that I think we should probably look into Tezcatlipoca. Oh, good call. All right. So let me go ahead and roll a library use for that subject. I'm going to roll okay. one as I'll, well. Also, give yourself a dot, Mason, on library use. Oh, yeah. You've cool. Succeeded on the one. Damn it. I failed again. I you don't have though. a bad library use either. It's 50. 50. I mean, yeah. it's, I got a 50-50 yeah. chance. Yeah. I got a 42 under 70 for this one. Yeah, you did. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, I'm sorry. What is this? 
that you're looking at? Uh, Tets, Tets Catlapoca. Okay. You are going through, you find the section, um, there's like a mythology section and you find a book on Aztec mythology and there's some books specifically about, there's like one book specifically about Tets Catlapoca and you start digging through it. So one of the main things that, uh, you read about is that the, one of the Aztec creation stories for the world is that Tezcatlipoca and his brother Quetzalcoatl join forces to create the world. And they do this by Tezcatlipoca leaves his foot in the water and attracts the crocodilian earth monster Sipacatl, Sipacatli? I don't know. I'll spell it. C-I-P-A-C-T-L-I. And he basically sacrifices his foot and then traps this creature and uses him or it to create the world. That is the creation myth. And that's why he always has an obsidian mirror placed where his foot should be is because he no longer has that foot. That's one of the big things. And then there's just a lot of stuff about like him taking on the as- aspect of the jaguar and he's a, 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 a crucial part of the Aztec pantheon. Tezcatlipoca is. Okay. Well, that was a lot of info. Yeah. Crocodilian Earth Monster, though. That sounds kind of like what Edo Boy's face off. It sure so. does. It's <laughs> yeah, that's... That's a good sign. We're on the right path. Hmm. Okay, so I've got that written down. I'm on a roll. What else should I look up? I'm trying to think, like, what's the next logical step? The next logical step for these two is to take the afternoon off. (laughs) (laughs) And go get a pastrami and whiskey. (laughs) I'm not sure what else to look up, man. I mean, we could look up uh, that. I've already forgot his name. Sepulcati or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's we'll look him up. Sepactly. Sepactly. Let's look him up. Sounds like up. a new, like, uh, anti-depression. Medicine. Yeah, it does. Damn it. <laughs> So close. You could spend luck on that. 54 over 50. Oh. Uh, stream George success. With stream success. success. Two under 70. Right. That's exactly what I was hoping you would get. Because as you are looking for a book. Jaguar jumps right out. No. Well, maybe <laughs> you're going to feel off. like that. Because as you are looking through the mythology section for a book uh, about this this specific Aztec deity... You come across a book that says Cross-Cultural Mythology by Henry Cavedo. Aw, snap. Oh, shit. This douche is knee-deep in this mystery. And if I assume you pulled this book. Cross-Cultural Mythology. Yes, I'll pull that book next. Written by Guy Who Killed Alice. (laughs) Says, well, I don't know about that, but it says... uh, 
by Henry Cavado. And as you start flipping through this book, it basically, first of all, I'm just going to give this to you. You got an extreme success. You're using the library. Uh, I'm happy for you. So (laughs) in the foreword or like the opening kind of thing, like there's like, it's not about the author page per se, but there's a little bit of like a blurb, a little bit about Henry Cavado. And it talks about him being a professor at Miskatonic University, which in Cthulhu terms is the made up university that's in Massachusetts uh so but in your world in this game it's a very real and prestigious university that you would know in that exists in massachusetts and it basically the whole book is just about all these any kind of mythology that exists in multiple cultures around the world like all the flood myths there's a chapter on them there's similarities between sobek the egyptian crocodile god as well as again i can never say the name right sipped sipactly sipactly uh that's a good dming right here (laughs) (laughs) i just keep hearing the commercial for the satiktu that's on all the time yeah so sipactly and sobek and any other crocodile alligator kind of deities or monsters there's a whole chapter about like the the science behind this i'm doing heavy air quotes of you know well we look for similarities but sometimes a god in one mythology is not a god but a uh you know a monster or a villain or some sort of other creature in another but if there's enough similarities we group them together and all it, basically it's it's a book it's a pretty thick tome about an entire field of research this kind of comparative mythology work that this person seems to be doing okay i want to check this book out okay roll sand no i'm just kidding (laughs) 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 like i mean um so i show this to errol i'm like this has all kinds of shit about crocodile gods and like crossovers with this egyptian one oh excuse me last thing i'm gonna point out to you because of this extreme success is there is a there is a page on one of these of that shows like masks and one of the masks on there is the bird mask showing the uh the guys who followed uh george and mike yeah, but I'm trying to find the name of it again because I had it, but now I've closed all these tabs. <laughs> it's Eyes Wide Shut Lapoka. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a blurb calling them Plover, P-L-O-V-E-R, Plover masks, which depict the birds that pick out uh, crocodile teeth. And... It says that this cult like worshipped Sobek and served him, and he believes that there are other cultures with similar crocodile serving uh, hmm. deity or whatever. Like, and so this mask is like mentioned on one of the pages that you er- flip through early on before you've had to go- like, as you're just kind of initially being like, "Holy shit!" Like, I found the Rosetta Stone for this mystery, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
George, I'm starting to think maybe that Cavedo was the bum that he, Bartos had to throw out of his party. And that's who gave him that gift. Maybe. Do I see... Do these... Did the other masks they have in here look like the ones that were used at the party for the Cleopatra announcement? So this is the only one that's like featured in the book, this this specific mask. He seems uh-huh. interested in it enough to like write about it, but like if you go if in your Egyptian uh when you were looking through that book, you saw some of these masks for like as being part of uh different parts of religious service or like the mythology or rituals that are associated with it. Did that answer your question? I think so. I'm just trying. (laughs) I was thinking like, well, maybe Cleopatra is like a, like those are just a little piece and then Cleopatra, all these other masks were going to be part of something bigger, but I think I'm stretching for that one. Um, all right. We got some more info. But I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> what definitely to do makes with me it. want to uh find Henry Cavedo. Yes. We need to figure out where to find him. I'll yeah, look him I mean, up. If yeah. you have like a address in this book, contact me in my office or I mean, yeah, you can reach out to Miskatonic University. Can I just check the phone book and see if there's a Henry Cavedo uh, listed? Of course. Hard success. You can mark it, but you are just confident that he's not there because you don't (laughs) know. Damn. Use that phone book, son. Yeah. (laughs) Best book in the library. Me and Ma Bell go way back. Uh, Damn it. The one time I succeed. I know. um, Okay. Then, yeah, I guess maybe we have to call the university or something. Did Sal... I wonder if Sal might have had some contact info for him. We didn't ask about that. I think we... I think we did. I think we just kept hammering him about um, Robert Gardner and... and no, I, uh, I feel like we even retconned him. And he didn't ab- give... He had no Kaveda. more. I think we asked, like, about three more people, and he only had, like, the numbers that he did give us were the only ones he had. Does that, am I remembering that right, Matt? I can't remember, but I'm just going to tell you that, yeah, he doesn't have... Let's just okay. say you asked and he doesn't, rather okay. than doing a 10-minute scene about... As much as I love getting Sal Pressler on the phone, um, right? I, he he doesn't know Henry Cavedo's info. But okay. I will say you guys have not asked most of these people about Henry Cavedo much, other than what is told to you, right? In in the course of talking about other people. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we need to uh, start asking some. Henry Cavedo related questions. He seems to be knee deep in this, I think. Yeah. Let's call up the uh, university. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. Where are you doing this? Are you just going to the payphone outside of the library? Are you going home? What's 
Let's do it from the library. Yeah. Do they have a phone we can use in here? No, you can go oh. to. Well, there's like a payphone. I don't know. Like a bank, maybe. Set out. But there's a payphone nearby. You can go use that. Um, yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Okay. Operator. Uh, yes. Could I? Could you connect me to? And I give him the number. Okay. Uh oh, this is a long distance number, and it's 1932. And we all perfectly understand how that's going to work. Except the charges. Yeah, the phone's ringing. And uh, someone picks up and they're like, hello, Miss Gatonic University admissions. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to reach uh, Professor Henry Cavedo. Oh, they, they do this all the time. And they he, hold on. And fucking operators, am I right? And you, the phone picks up. Hello, this is Miskatonic University, the mythology department. How may I direct your call? Yes, I'm looking for Professor Henry Cavedo, please. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Professor Cavedo is on sabbatical at this time. Uh, can I take a message to deliver when he returns? Sabbatical. Uh, I mean, how long is that going to be? Do you know? Uh, it just says indefinite on this Oof. form here. Okay. Do you have any He's been gone about info? Six, six months. Six months. I do not have any forwarding contact info. I can just take a message, or if you're sending something to his office, we'll hold it here for him. Okay. We do expect him to return at some point. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll just call back. Uh, okay. Bye. Bye. She hangs up. That'll I be relay- fifty dollars. <laughs> right. I relay to. Uh, <laughs> To George, that he's on an indefinite sabbatical, um, and they have no contact information for him. What about Paramount Studios, George? Um, they may have contact information. Actually, if we look back at the the letter that we got, or that Joseph got, what uh, what address is on the? Does he have a return address on the label? Ooh. Let me double check my notes real quick. And I suppose we could check. Um, his, does he have like a, oh, we looked and he didn't have like a little black book of names and numbers, right? Like a little telephone book. Who? No. Joseph? Joseph, yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I tried, like, I fished hard for that. Yeah. With the cleaners, with the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, return address on the, on that letter. Hmm. Damn it. Well, I suppose we could um, try to get some information from Paramount Pictures or Paramount Studios. Um, I don't know. I know. Let's see. There's always Jacob Brown. We could we could ask him again. We never asked him about Henry Cavedo, I don't think. But, I mean, we could go talk to him again. I think we well, did ask him. 
Because Henry's the one who just didn't show up for the flight, right? Yeah, -hmm. but what I'm saying is we never asked if anybody had any contact info. Uh, We got the same story about Henry from a lot of people, but we never asked, like, hey, do you know if we can get a hold of him? I know we were hammering on Robert Gardner pretty hard for everybody. That is true. (laughs) But that's the only person I remember asking about, hey, do you know where they live? Or, hey, do you know how we can get a hold of them? Yeah, I mean, Um, maybe... I think, I don't know. I've been putting it off because I don't see why he would be involved in this, but I guess we could try to talk to Adolf Zucker. I feel like we're going to have to get like an appointment for that. I mean, I think we could. He's the president. He is, but this is Paramount back in the early 30s. Maybe Dorothy could tell us how to get in touch with him. Maybe. She's too, she's too big to fire. That's right. She's got to have some leverage. That's right. Um, I mean, that dude's got a pretty unique name. We could probably look him up and get his home address. Zucker? Yeah. Is he yeah. listed? Yeah, there you can figure out his... I'm not even going to make you roll. That... that Based on your ability to find other people's addresses and stuff, his name is super unique, and he's rich and famous. Like you can find him. Boom. Should we roll up on him at his house? Well, if we can find his address, we can get his phone number, right? So let's have the operator connect us and see if he'll just give us the contact info when we explain who we are. And then we don't have to go roll up on him. But, I mean, we can go roll up on him, too, if we need to. All right. Let's call the operator and see if we can get his phone number. Hello, operator? (laughs) Hello. Um, Could you connect me to, and I give her the number. Uh, Okay. Uh, You hear the, the phone ringing, and you hear a man pick up. Hello? Hi, yes. Is uh, is this Mr. Zucker? Yes, this is. Who is this? Hi, my name is Errol, and uh, I'm calling on behalf of the st- the estate of uh, Mr. Joseph Guy. Oh, I'm terribly sorry about uh, his... So tragic, his death. Yes, yes. We'll pass your condolences to his sister. Um... <laughs> The reason I'm calling is we're trying to find some contact information or get in touch with a Mr. Henry Cavado. Would you have any way for us to get in touch with him? Hold on. I I might. Okay. Thank you. And I'm going to roll a luck roll with these dice over here. And Uh, he comes back on the phone. He's like, as a matter of fact, I, I do. He His address is, and he gives you an address. Oh, oh, shit. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Zucker. I really appreciate it. Of course. Is there anything else that you need? No, sir, not at this well, time. Ask him Ask him when the last time he's heard from it is. 
Oh, uh, I guess, when was the last time you've heard from Mr. Cavedo? Oh, <laughs> I've never actually dealt personally with Mr. Cavedo other than he sent me his manuscript uh, once and it was rejected, but it was brought back to my attention after Howard uh, secured the distribution rights for through Smoke and Mirrors. I, I actually, the reason I found this is I was about I was cleaning out my office. I was going to throw uh, this away, and uh, <laughs> I noticed his name on it. <laughs> okay. So it's just a happy coincidence that I'm able to help you. Well, thank you, Mr. Zucker. I appreciate the help. No problem. Have a good day, sir. You as well. And he hangs up. I hang up as well. <laughs> Sometimes the dice fall in your favor. Sometimes that's nice. Um, so I, I think we can go check out this Cavedo's place, George. See Let's go do it. There. What time is it? Is it a reasonable hour? Oh yeah. What time of day is it? Uh, it's probably late afternoon. I'm. Oh, yeah, you guys were at the library for hours at least, so it's like maybe two o'clock, maybe. That's a it's in the two o'clock hour. hour. It's yeah, it's definitely reasonable to call on people or whatever. Sure. But you spent a good chunk of your day at the library, as one right. does. I Is mean, when place... you're on a roll, right? Is this place far away, or like do we uh, need to call Mike, or is it? You like... could definitely call Mike. It, it, you have to get a bus or something, or take okay. a taxi. We're calling Mike. Yeah, we'll call Mike. Okay, getting on the <laughs> bus. Well, I guess, sorry, Errol also has a car. You could drive yourself, but if you want Mike to drive, you can call. Oh, yeah. How do we get to the library then? We must. I must have driven us. So we'll just continue on in my car. Yeah, that works. That's better. Mike yeah. needs a day off. Right. Yeah, we'll give Mike the weekend. It is Saturday. I forgot. You we know. have never used him on the weekend before. That's right. You told him he had the whole weekend. He was going to take Mary out. That's we right. That is true. <laughs> we did say that. We can't ruin the day with Mary. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll just drive over there. Okay. So you drive over and uh, you pull up to an apartment complex or like a, an apartment building. Okie doke. Um, did the address include his apartment? It sure did. Awesome. We, I would like to go to that apartment number. All right. Knock, knock, knock on the door and a man opens the door. He's like, Hey, uh, what's up? Oh. Um, looking for Henry Cavedo. Uh, you got the wrong apartment, but nobody here by that name. Okay. Um, I just I, peeking I've... in as the door is open and he's talking to us. Do I see any, like, mythological crap in the background or anything? Uh, roll a spot hidden. I read him off the, the address that we have written down, like, this is the right address that we're at? He looks at the number on the door. He's like, yep, that's me. I just oh. moved in. And with your hard success, you can see there's several boxes uh, like someone just moved into this apartment. Oh. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, gotcha. Can you tell me where the uh, apartment manager's office is? First floor. Can't miss it. Perfect. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Shuts the door in. I'll go to the apartment Goes manager, see if he left a forwarding address. Uh, you get there, and the apartment manager is like, 
Hi, who are you? My name is Arrow. Who are you? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> My name no. is uh, Roger. Hi, Roger. No, it's not Roger. Yeah, my name is... Yeah, she. it's not Roger, she. My name's Jerry. Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Jerry, this is George. <laughs> um, yada, yada, yada. I Roger because I know address. <laughs> now we have to pay Jerry Seinfeld millions of dollars. Yeah, no, yada, I, yada, I, don't have an, I don't have a forwarding address for... What's the deal with Henry's new address? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, so you don't have a forwarding address for him? No. Fuck Phone that guy. Up? Why? <laughs> I laugh genuinely in the background. I had to throw him out after he got arrested. He got arrested? Oh, yeah. Uh, not too long ago. A uh, couple months now. Got busted for breaking into his neighbor's unit trying to steal her shit. Oh, wow. Wow. Sounds like a real piece of work, this guy. He's a son of a bitch. That's what he is. He didn't pay all his rent either. Jeez. Damn. But she didn't have... He was trying to steal her mirrors and shit? <laughs> he looks at you <laughs> completely perplexed. He's like, uh, no, I don't, th- I don't think so. I think it was like jewelry and cash, you know, normal, normal stuff you'd yeah. steal. Jewelry and mirrors. You know how people do. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. You notice if you ever had any visitors or anybody, we might be able to contact or track them down. The first time anyone came knocking at his door was the police. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, did he leave anything behind? He had stuff. He had some crap. I threw it all out. It's, it's long gone by now, but. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, thanks for your time. No problem. You gotta get out of here because this voice is merging into the tenant from upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And we take off. Well, fuck. Guess we could talk to uh, Martin Rocco and see what what the police record says about this guy. Oh, yeah. Is this his arrest record? He might have a, a police report for the arrest and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to do. This guy's hard to find. Sabbatical. You're actually pretty close to the police station if you wanted to swing, like, if you want to go there instead of yeah, that'd be playing nice. phone tag. Let's do that. Yeah. We'll swing over there. Okay. Uh, you swing over there. And uh, you are greeted by like a receptionist at the at a front desk. Hello, uh, welcome to the Los Angeles Police Department, whatever division you know. Fill in yeah, the blank. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, we're here to see uh, Detective Martin Rocco. If he's in. Oh, he doesn't work on the weekends. I'm so sorry. Is there something I can help you with other than? Talking to him? I mean, maybe. Um, we're actually here to look at a police report on an arrest for someone, if, if that's possible. 
Sure. Do you have the name of the person? Yes, Henry Cavado, and I spell it for her. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll be right back. I'll go take a look. And she goes to the back, and I'm going to put her token on the on the sideboard. She's going to show up beneath Rex Low. Oh, the nice big X you've put around Alice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like right? that? The dead people I'm starting to put through X's mm-hmm. through them. Norma Skinner? <laughs> That's her name. That's what it says on her little Skinner. nameplate. Norma! Norma looks cute. Hey, Norma. Yeah. <laughs> she was giving you the eyes. Uh, she, and she comes back and she goes, here you go. I think this must be it. It's the only one uh, regarding uh, a Cavado. Nice. I open and it up. Hands you, and it shows up on your board. It's kind of over by the uh, day planner entries. Can okay. somebody can read that out loud for me? Let me see if I can find it first. Ah, okay. You want me to do it or you want to do it, Mason? I'll do it. One sec. Let me cool. zoom in here. Huh. Reporting officer. Look at that. Oh. All right. LAPD police report, case number 120, 11th of August, 1932. Is that this year? Mm-hmm. So a couple months ago, reporting officer Rocco, prepared by Jane Parker, incident. Victim reported her neighbor. Oh, Jane Parker's probably the neighbor. Uh. Because he said prepared by would be like whoever wrote it. So if okay, hold on, we'll get back to that. Okay. Incident. Victim reported her neighbor broke into her apartment and stole several of her things, including jewelry and cash. Details of event. Parker reported Henry Cavado broke into her apartment and burgled her. She said she came home and saw her door ajar and hid near the stairwell and saw him leave. Actions taken. I confronted Cavado and he tried to run away from me and Oh, tried to run away from me. I pursued and arrested him. I searched his apartment and found stolen items. Summary. Reported burglary, and I was able to find out, or I was able to find and apprehend culprit. Uh, Signature of the reporting officer is Martin Rocco. Well. So now we know that Rocco knows Cavado. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Rocco arrested Cavado. Mm-hmm. And so this guy reported, or, or I'm sorry, was arrested for a burglary. They found the evidence. He also tried to evade arrest. He's he might be in jail, dude. Oh shit. Like, like, can we ask her? We're just sure. standing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this man currently incarcerated? Uh, she looks it up. She's like, uh, no, our records say that he was released. Uh, looks like beginning of September. Uh, boo. Dum, dum, dum. He was out in time to do the murders. Wait, hold on. When was the. 
when was Mexico? Hold on. Let me pull up the date here. Maybe that's why you missed the plane. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Okay, hold on. August. He was otherwise engaged. <laughs> 10 a.m. Fly to Mexico. 9 a.m. Get arrested. <laughs> then we find his book, too. Right. Wow, okay. Yeah, so just to point out, this arrest happens on August 11th. The flight to Mexico is August 15th. Yeah. And when did she say he was released? Beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Damn. So he okay, missed yeah. the whole deal. So might be the reason there's no return address on that letter. Because it came from the prison. Oh, shit. Yeah, what's the date on the letter? Hold on. Monday, September. Oh, no. September 19th. No, he was oh, out. So he must have got out and then got all butthurt and wrote him a letter. Yeah. He might have got butthurt have... while he was in, too. I don't know. Well, I'm sure he was stewing butthurt the whole time in there. <laughs> got out and figured out all his homies went to Mexico. <laughs> yep. Got Shot out with a teardrop movie. tattoo and a gang affiliation. Yeah, yeah, maybe we don't want to find this guy without Mike. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike probably, muscle. Mike yeah. knows him. <laughs> Him and Mike go back. Oh yeah, we gotta ask Mike now. Um. Okay. Take a look at the date book entries one more time. One now more that you time. Have this, uh, now that you have this police report, see if anything right. jumps out at you. June. September's reshoots. Six a.m. reshoots and send R A. Thank you. I don't see anything popping out. I mean, I know he had the okay. uh, TS or the um, pre-production meeting in June with those four people. One of which appears to be Henry Cavado because it's an HQ. Wait, initials. wait, wait! What if so we don't know who R is? Right? No, we never definitively got that down. Like it could be Robert, could be Rex. You know what I mean? We never got a. What if R is Rocco? It could be Rocco. And what if he, what if they had an issue, like Henry was going to fuck something up. So on the 18th of July, he had said, call R, can't film in Mexico until issues resolved. And maybe the issue was, you got to get this motherfucker not on the plane. And then they're back in September and he's send R a thank you. Sure. Maybe we should go, maybe we should go to Jane's. Jane Parker and ask her if she actually got burgled or if this is like a a fake seize. Sure. I'm down to see Jane Parker. Is that what do we think? Is that is there possibilities in here? Dude, anything is possible. So That's I true. I don't see why this is any more impossible than anything else we're doing. <laughs> right. It's worth a shot. All right. Is that what you're gonna go do? Talk to go talk to Jane Parker. Yeah. Can I ask the uh, receptionist if we can have a copy of this? She smiles up at you and she says, "Absolutely." And as she goes to uh, make the copy, we fade to black. End the and episode. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! Wow, <laughs> that went fast. Holy shit! Thanks for listening. 
We'd appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Who's Dice or at Whose Dice Are These Anyway at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.